Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Hi, guys. Hi. How are we all doing today? Okay. All right. Good. Excellent. <laughs> That's a lie. Ashton's not all right. I'm not feeling very well, but I'm okay. We're going to talk about games, and then you'll feel way so better. So much better. Mm. Yeah. And then we're going to record another podcast immediately afterwards. Yeah, and our Patreon exclusive one. Extra and better. So you're going to be stuck in this room. With two stinky boys mm-hmm. for about two hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with no food. No food. You've just got, what's that, water in there? A uh, little bit of squash. A little bit of squash. Nine yeah, out of ten doctors recommend if you're feeling just generally unwell, sit in a room for two and a bit hours with yeah. a bit of squash. Yeah. A little bit of squash. Just a little bit of squash. Um, I don't really know what else to talk about at this point. Uh, don't, do you Can I any... talk about something? Yeah, you got any anecdotes for us? Um, it's not about video games, but it's something I've been thinking about this week. And my boyfriend said it was okay. the, potentially the stupidest thing I've ever said. Okay. Is that... <laughs> Peter and I are like, okay, you're right. This is going to be Go really on, it's stupid. Be pretty I stupid. have a theory, and I tweeted about this, that owning a mini is an inherited trait. Because okay. I have never seen... I saw your tweet and I didn't understand. A person whose like, parent owns a mini who doesn't want a mini as their first car. Like, there's never just one Mini. There's always two Minis in the family. So if your mum wants a Mini, there is a good chance that you will inherit the trait that you also want to drive a Mini when you drive mm, a car. I sort of conformed to that trait in that my dad's first... I think it was his first car. Certainly one of his first cars was like a classic old Mr. Bean kind of Mini. Mm. I don't think it was sort of (laughs) lime green, but... um, And I always wanted a Mini as my first car. I never actually got one, but... Yeah. Like that, and Fiat 500s is the same. Mm. Like if someone's mum has a Fiat 500, being a Fiat 500 girly is an inherited trait. Okay. And he said, and Ben said to me, that is potentially the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. And I was like, I've literally been thinking about this all week. And there's one house I walk past on my way to work that has two minis. And Mm. I'm like, that's what's inspired this. Because I thought I'd never seen just the one mini. Inherited trait is okay. it makes more sense than if you'd said it's genetic. It's genetic. <laughs> there yeah. is a gene for wanting <laughs> yeah, a mini. The mean the, the mini gene. The mini yeah. gene. Um I think that uh th- this this may not be untrue. However, it's the ca- it's a case of I can't remember the specific term for it, but when you make connections between things that uh, that but are like potentially yeah. confirmation bias or something. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, horoscope BS yeah. and stuff. Uh but 
It's uh, an hey, interesting one. It's what I've been thinking about. At least a few people will be listening to this and going, yeah. Yeah. I know someone, because I, I do actually know someone where there were at least three minis. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Driven by the the, the daughter and the... Yeah. yeah. But then it's easy to... It probably, probably would be easy to find lots of people where someone... A parent has had a mini, and the, their child has not necessarily wanted one. But no. it's just, yeah, you know, the tendency is to go look three minis. Yeah, that proves it. We're sponsored by Mini today. No, we're not. No, That's we're not. a lie. We're actually sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor that helps us keep the lights on. I did have a look around when I came in. I don't know where Dead Island Two: The no, Spider is gone. Either. He's not up there anymore. I don't think he's down. There's, there's still that kind of dead one down there, yeah. but I, that was there last week. I'm so. being harassed by a big spider in my house, like one of those big brown horrible oh, ones. No. Oh, I it thought was, Kieran took care there of There was a second one oh, okay. last night crawled across my front room. Did you make and Kieran I was like, come no. and get rid of your spider? I thought, come I thought kill my about spider, it. I thought I have to organize a reason for everyone to come over to my house so that someone can come and kill the spider. And then you just shoo everyone oh, out that the time when door. we all came over. Mm. Yeah. 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 Get out. Just so we don't know where the spider is. I think I choose to believe he's gone through a light fixture up there. But we do we'll have, again rather than a spider, we do have a sponsor, mm. yeah, uh, which is right here. <laughs> Very similar words. Yeah. yeah, they are basically the same word. Um, did you know there's a big convention that's just happened recently where a lot of creators have uh, got together um, somewhere in, in America? Why weren't we there? Because uh, we're not creators, I guess. Uh, we're just. I think we could viewers. have been there, but it was in America. It was in America. So it's a long way away. Anyway, I don't know if I would have fancied it because basically... They all just got in a room. They took all their like t-shirts off so they were bare skin and then put on like just sort of horrible like grandma woolly jumpers. Oh god. And then they just like <laughs> no. rolled around in like anthills. Yeah. There, someone had like brought a bag of mosquitoes there. Yeah. Um anyway, it's flipping itch con poison ivy yeah. itch con. It happened. Someone broke their back, oh. and that's basically it. They were so itchy. Yeah, they were good. They just wanted a different oh. kind of pain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh no, I'm I'm now no longer sad. I couldn't make it to ItchCon, mm. um, which is a real shame. ItchCon. Yeah. I feel at genuinely a little bit itchy now. Yeah, it's made my it's made what my like it? back tingle. It's coming. Yeah. Itch. itch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was uh, thinking of words that rhyme with. Twitch, you know, because it's not real. Yeah. Oh. And, um, oh, beans. One of the first oh, ones yeah. that came to mind was GlitchCon. I was like, oh no, I can't do that. Glitch. What is Glitch. it? Uh, for those, that's a deep pull from uh, Peter and I's employment four years ago. If you aren't familiar, there was going to be some kind of gaming festival in Newcastle mm. called Glitch, mm. and we were invited uh, to represent our then employer, the Yogscast, with, films with well. along with Hat Films, to come up and and like just do some stuff on stage for a bit. And we're like, great, that's awesome. We, you know. We moved from Newcastle. It'd be a nice excuse to go back to Newcastle and see people and do stuff. Uh, and then it was just kind of a mystery show that kept getting delayed and people kept getting pulled. And it was, they had these adverts where the people who were going to be involved were going, Glitch, what is it? Like sort of, um, it very much felt like university level yeah. Yeah, kind of advertising. Right. Um, and so, yeah, we would, uh, we would kind of, take the mick out of it a little bit. Uh, and it, it never happened. It never happens. No, so glitch. Will glitch. it will it happen? When is it? No, glitch. <laughs> it's cancelled. Yeah. Uh glitch it isn't. Uh but no, we're not sponsored by glitch or itch. Uh we are of course sponsored 
by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can support this podcast. You can ask questions on this podcast. There's loads of other tiers available as well, including getting access to our bonus After Dark podcast, where we talk about everything but games. Did you enjoy that little conversation about minis? How about an entire podcast about conversations like that? Yeah. Uh, Support us on Patreon if you can. We know there's a cost of living crisis. Uh, but uh, if you can, we'd appreciate it. Mm. We appreciate all of you. Thanks so much. Question one. It's from Conroy Milk, who's becoming a regular question asker. Mr. Milk. This Mr. Rate. Milk. Mr. Milk. Greetings, BAP. I finally got my hands on Deathloop now that it's arrived on Game Pass, mm. and I absolutely loved it. However, the, the though of replaying it, the, the thought of replaying it and having to redo all puzzles and steps uh, makes me feel a little bit sick. Are there any games that you love that you just can't bring yourself to replay for whatever reason? Much love, Conroy Milk. Thanks, Mr. Milk. Thank you, Mr. Milk. Milk. Um, I I struggled a little bit to think of a game that I really love, but also makes me feel sick and to the point that I don't want to play it. I could think of things that kind of were in both camps, but not quite. Um, So the best answer I came up with is probably Kingdom Hearts. Um, Mm. The first Kingdom Hearts game I did really enjoy at the time. I think I played it a few times as a child. I say child, probably a, a teenager, however old I was when it came out. But um, it's just very big and it's a bit bloated, even before they did all the weird sequels and prequels and quid pro quo calls. Side calls. Side calls. <laughs> um, but it is a lot of fun. I like the combat. I like the the graphical style. I like the music. I like all the worlds and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's a really good game, but it's just very big and long and you can already sort of notice it going a little bit wanky as it as it progresses. <laughs> can you do you want any other sexual metaphors in there or wanky's not a sexual metaphor. Where it's uh, big and long and, and then it was wanky. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> just I was just waiting for I it. I didn't notice the big and long, Girth. but um yeah, yeah. Girthy. it's girthy, wanky. Um and but it's also wanky. So <laughs> okay. that's why it makes me feel sick. Oh, um ashton i didn't i don't feel sick at the thought of going back to any games i just have this really fun habit of as soon as i finish a game it completely leaves my mind and i no longer have the desire to play it even if i really enjoyed it like with kana and stray um i have stuff i need to finish with the trophies and stuff but i just can't bring myself to play it again because i'm like i've already played it i don't need to play it again it's gonna happen with movies um, like if I've watched the movie once, I really have to be in the mood to watch it again. The mood fee. The mood fees, exactly. Um, I did the same with. Oh, oh, no. oh <laughs> hello! No. Oh my god! A little bit of squash. <laughs> the little, the little frog that lives in Ashton just sort of tried to oh, escape. No. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I'm scared to talk. Um, yeah, Deathloop. I did the same. Um, where I finished the game, and then I was like, "There's all this stuff that it wants me to do, but I'm not going to do it." hey i've finished the game now it's done mm. um i did the same with horizon zero dawn the first time i played it i finished it and i was like wow what a really good game mm. i'm never playing this again because i loved it so much this first time but then i did eventually pick it back up when the sequel um came out so i have to have a reason to play games again um and most of the time i don't have one of those so if i don't get all the trophies in the first time playing it hey i'm not getting all the trophies it's over baby it's That's over it. baby not playing you again um so yeah Oh, uh, I've boiled mine down into sort of three slightly different categories because uh, I am never really made to feel that sick like Ashton about replaying a game. Uh, And a lot of these 
examples I'm about to give, some of them I do have the platinum in. So at the time I played them for the first time, I did then in all likelihood have to play them through immediately afterwards to get trophies. But obviously that's a very different kind of playthrough. I'm listening to podcasts. I've got the TV and I'm watching Netflix or something. I've got the sound turn all the way down and I'm following a guide or something. So I don't really consider that a second playthrough. But even so, uh, I've got... Big games that take a lot of time to finish, like The Witcher 3. Mm. I have no desire to play that again, even though I really enjoyed The Witcher 3. And when the PS5 version comes out, I'll not play it there either, as nice as that will be. Uh, games I overplayed slash the grind to the platinum put me off. Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loved it. Still, find Skyrim very appealing. Like, just, just to watch other people play. I'm interested in Skyrim, and I've said on this podcast before about how there have been a couple of occasions where I've thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play... Like I very nearly bought Skyrim recently on, on PS5, and then I didn't. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't, because I've got too much to play anyway. But uh, that that's definitely the epitome of the Platinum ruined the game for me. I mm-hmm. uh, played it way too much. Uh, smaller games I enjoyed the first time through that I don't feel the need to revisit like Oxenfree, mm. uh, a game where that, that I did actually do one stream on a, f- a few weeks ago. But, and it uh, got m- muted because... Yeah, it got muted because of, of the music, oh, the soundtrack. Yeah. The entire VOD got muted, so that's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, th- those kinds of games I would, I would consider, like uh, Kana or uh, Stray, which again, I did play a lot in that first period to get the Platinum, but I... I will never replay that. I'll never go no, back to those I won't games go back now. To those like I'm, I consider those games done. Like mm. I'm, I'm mm. done with those. Uh, so, yeah, those those are those are how I would break it down. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. I've thought break of another category that that is something that I would mm. definitely suffer from, which is games that make me feel sick before I even get around <laughs> to playing, <laughs> even though I can tell that they're really good and that I will enjoy them. Yeah. That's something I kind of have a lot more than games that I have played and enjoyed and I'm like, oh, I don't want to necessarily replay it, make me feel sick. Uh, it's more like, it's it's what we've been talking about probably for the past two or three podcasts, it feels like, where it's just big worlds and, mm. you know, the the Ubisoft thing. It's not always, it's not just Ubisoft, but that's, you know, the, the go-to example. So, yeah. Well, Ashton, it's time to move on to something we've never done before. Yeah, and hopefully if the frog stays down in my throat, <laughs> I'll be able to talk more. Um, it's time to talk about, in, uh, in the segment, what we play in. Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what video games we've been playing this week. Peter, what video games have you been playing I've... This, this week? week? I've played a couple of uh, video games this week. Um, I uh, played some Lego Brick Tales. Woo! Um, which uh, I we did a quipscope on. Uh, me and Ashton have chatted about that. I played it a little bit more since. Was that an in well. joke from the from and the quipscope? Just like Duck Tales. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that, but that but yeah, is we that did why it you were quipscope? Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, it's fine. Didn't want to be a pile of jokes. That's all right. Um, I don't know if you've had chance to. Well, evidently not had chance to watch the quipscope, uh, Ben. But I'll get to it today. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you will. Yeah. Um, but uh, what you might like to know is that as much as I am very much enjoying the Lovely little building Lego in little diorama, uh, which is what you get if you drink bad water. Oh, I've got diorama. Yeah, um, or eat Domino's. I'm I'm liking all of that whole aspect to it. It was clearly just part of the brief when they came up with this game. It's you know going to be a nice tranquil building game. That's all great. 
The controls are just absolute dog plops. Oh, no, are they really? Well, the the controls in the little building zone are anyway. Um, so you you wander around these little dioramas having a nice time, and the controls are fine in that. Um, apart from the fact that you don't you can't rotate the camera. Um, I didn't talk about this in the quipscope actually, but so you can't rotate the camera. It's fixed camera, pretty much like isometric. But then if you go around the back of stuff, then the camera will like zoom around to the other side of the cube or whatever, which mm. is fine. But in order to find pathways sometimes and actually see that you can get behind stuff and round stuff, you need to be able to see the whole cube. So you can have a look at the whole cube, but you have to pause the game mm. and then it zooms out and then you have this like free cam that you can like look around the whole thing at. And it's like, well, why not just give me in-game camera controls? Mm -hmm. Why make me pause it to rotate the world? Anyway, um, but yeah, no, the, the real issue is that when you're building your little bridges or you know cars and stuff that you have to build to solve puzzles and cross gaps and stuff it's really really bad okay. um and fortunately having now played it a little bit more since uh, we did the quipscope i am getting used to it and although it is still objectively bad it's now kind of usable for me because i kind of i've got my head around how it works uh, or indeed how it doesn't work so i'm now having pretty much a good time with it and not feeling negatively affected by this but anyone who picks it up for the first time will probably have exactly the same experience as me which mm. is oh this feels really strange um and yeah the reviews that i've read pretty much say the same thing that like every other aspect of it is really good it's just this building mechanic that is kind of terrible so that's a shame given that it's a lego game about building things to solve <laughs> puzzles um Anyway, I played that. I'm still enjoying it, and I'll probably finish it. Uh, and might even stream it actually, because it's that oh, kind of game. Cute. Um, and I've also been playing quite a lot of um, Baldur's Gate: Dark Alliance 2, which thing I mentioned on the previous podcast. I realised that they'd released that now, re-released it. Um, the first one was re-released early this year or late last year, uh, and I had a good time playing that through. I really enjoyed both of those games uh, back in the day on the PS2, and uh, yeah, they'd sort of quietly put the second one out. Um, so I've been having a good time with that. I don't know why I like that game because actually <laughs> it's not, it's really, there's not much to it. Um, and I mean that as a criticism as much as a, it's, it's kind of a good thing in a way, because I think I must just be, there must be something about it that, because I, I really enjoy it, even though it's, it's very just hack and slash. Mm. So you're just like drop down into a world and then you make your way through and you you basically just attack enemies and that's kind of all you do. Mm. But I think there's certainly a nostalgic aspect that keeps it appealing to me. Um, and I think it looks graphically quite impressive for the time. Um, and just like the music and I like the... I think I just like the gameplay loop to it. I think you don't have to think too much about it and you just... You get in there and there's a, you're constantly getting loot all the time. And if you fill up your inventory and get over encumbered, you can immediately just fast travel to the merchant with like a special potion and sell all your stuff and then fast travel back to where you were. So mm. there's not even that kind of annoying aspect to picking right. up loot. So you just pick up everything you want, sell it and get a little bit of a dopamine rush every time. So I think it's just that even though you're mostly just slashing your way through enemies, there's just constantly gold and like nice glowing weapons and stuff. So mm -hmm. It's just a nice little thing to sit down to, uh, sit sit down and unwind to. So yeah, nice. uh, I'm enjoying nice. that as well. Ashton, what have you been playing? 
Well, Peter, I've been playing two things this week. I played some more Saints Row in co-op. Um, and every How's time... How's that go? It's, man, that game. So <laughs> Still good. Just yeah. Saints Row in. Just Saints Row in. Uh, my boyfriend says that he thinks I like it because it's just mindless rubbish. And mm. I was like, yes, I think you're right. Have you got yourself um, a mini in the game yet? I haven't got myself a mini, okay. but I have got myself a bus, like oh, a coach. Okay. And that's that, your vehicle. That is my vehicle. But they're so slow. <laughs> so slow, so hard to drive. Um, you can't drift with them, not no, really. you can't. Well, I have a bunch of other cars as well, but okay. I also have a coach and I, <laughs> I keep driving. That's your, your I keep car. bringing out the Bengal bus and my horn on it is the human sound horn i don't think i've heard that so one. you can change the horn and it's just some guy going or like <laughs> or just like making horn sounds That's like doing really that silly. <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time i'm just sat there uh, like pressing the horn button and ben's like can we just what are we doing i don't know <laughs> sorry um God. and i've also been playing disney dreamlight valley still yeah. uh basically my current favorite thing to do in the evening is go home, put on more Criminal Minds and uh, play Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, and Sounds pretty good. It's a really good evening. But the thing is, I'm a bit annoyed because at myself mainly, because I was like 30 hours into the game and I only just found out and realized that I can build chests and store stuff. Like I thought that I only had like two rows of storage. Cause when you go in your house, there's a little chest that says house storage and it's just got like two rows and to upgrade it, you need to pay like 200,000 pounds. And I was like, I haven't got that much. I've never even seen that much money. And I was, so I was like, damn. So I get to like getting rid of all of my resources or just dumping stuff on the floor. And my inventory kept getting full up with like quest items I couldn't get rid of or like drop on the floor. So I was like, man, how do I, I don't understand. How have I not this much storage? And then I realized that any like storage device that you get given like furniture wise, like Scrooge gives you a, a safe and you get like wardrobes and stuff. They can all be used to store stuff in. Um, they all have two rows of storage. So I now have like 10 chests and various mm. things that are just full of like ingredients and like resources and stuff that I need for crafting. Do you feel bad about all the stuff you've thrown yeah, away? Yeah, I feel, I actually was really annoyed when I figured that out and I was like, why am I so dumb? Do you um, find it really uh, tedious or sort of kind of... Uh, enjoyable to sort each of your things into different or is, is um, it just everything's just been chucked in willy-nilly or is it organized i have like some like the food chests and then like the resource chests but i do keep finding myself just starting new stacks in different chests right. because i i can't be asked to find the one that i've already started because it will just if you no matter where you are if you go to any of like the kitchens or the crafting tables that you've put around it will just draw in anything that's in a chest so any chest that you've got you don't have to have Unless it's a quest, you don't have to have it in your inventory. So you can just go around and just cook stuff or whatever in anything. And it'll just suck it in from wherever it is. Yeah, um, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I was kind of annoyed that I only just figured that out. Um, but now I've got the last character that's currently available. And I'm getting him to level 10. And I've got to finish his quests. And then the only other quests are the one that's broken. So Oh, yeah. So Where something's stuck in a wall. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, is Moana giving you your, your no, it's pieces still of eight No, it's still yet. stuck in a table. Yeah. I still can't get it out, and they still haven't put a fix for that. Even though they so. haven't, didn't you say last week that they've said they're aware they of it? They're aware of it, but they haven't really done any like hot fixes, so there's mm. still loads of bugs. So there was one other quest where I needed to get Wally and Ariel to talk to each other, and they wouldn't do that. So I had to go on the Reddit and find out if anyone else had a similar issue. And it's basically because I'd put a house in the exact position that like they needed 
to have the conversation and they wouldn't uh. just go somewhere else. So I had to move the house to a different place <laughs> so that they would have a conversation. Did and you I attach could finish it to a load of balloons or something? <laughs> no, uh. <laughs> no. Um, I think it's really weird that the method of, of characters giving you items is for them to just throw it on the floor rather than them just do an animation where they go, here you go, and yeah, then it's and in it your added. inventory. Yeah. They, don't, they do that. Well, how they go, stuck they in go, the floor? Well, if it's a memory... I'm sorry. <laughs> so an item, they'll just do this. And then it'll like appear <laughs> yeah. in your inventory. Okay. But a, Wait, but a so memory. A physical item will be added to your body straight away. Yeah. But yeah. a memory, memory, which is a non-physical is stuck item. An orb that will like <laughs> pop out of something. Yeah. And that you can go over and press X on and interact with. And does it have physics on it? So it'll like roll off stuff or does no, it just no, no. plop in it front of them? It just kind of plops wherever And it, it just so happened that Moana was it's facing it's the table. It was Maui's fault. Maui, for some reason, whenever he goes into Scrooge's shop, will stand behind the desk. And right. I went and talked to him, and I didn't think it was going to be an issue. And he just spaffed out the memory straight into the table. Oh and I was like, no. Me and Maui are actually in a fight. Every time I see him, I get annoyed at him because he's always in the way, and he's like, stands he's in... He's a big dude. He's, he's like, exactly. He's he can't massive. help it. And also, he's like a wall. Like, you can't get around him. Everyone else, you can kind of push out the way, but for some reason, you can't push Maui. Oh, so he yeah. just stands there taking God. up all of the room. It's such a strange world or experience yeah, hearing to describe, this out like, of context oh yeah i had to get weird. wally and ariel to talk to each other but, <laughs> but there was a house, house was in the way and i like how you're on first name terms with scrooge mcduck <laughs> yeah, i've never scrooge. heard anyone not also include his surname <laughs> but you're like oh yeah you go and talk to scrooge and <laughs> me and the s man were yeah chewing the fat <laughs> yeah yeah, so Mr. McDuck. i'm probably gonna stop playing this game when i get eric to level 10 until they bring out new and Disney then you're going and then I'll there. probably go straight back into yeah. it. So, wow. yeah. That's what I've Damn. been playing this week. Nice. I have three things I've played this week. I finished off Horizon Forbidden West mm -hmm. and I got the Platinum Trophy in that over the weekend. Um, I stayed up to watch the wrestling over the weekend and I didn't pay any attention to it at all. I was just grinding out trophies in Horizon Forbidden West mm. instead. Um I don't like the training or the hunting grounds. I think they're boring and rubbish. The training grounds are the ones with the, com the melee combat, aren't I they? think so, yeah. I found <clears> that excuse really me. annoying. And then the hunting grounds make you do weirdly specific things that I found really frustrating. Yeah. Fortunately, there's only one of them dedicated to stealth because that was... I was Considering yeah. I was doing this after I'd already finished the story, it was it felt very condescending. Like, this is not my play style. Oh, no, 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 don't let the small, tiny robot spot you or you fail. Right. And mm -hmm. you don't just get teleported back to the person who gives it to you. You have to walk back out of the yeah. arena while all these guys are fighting you, talk to that person, wow. cancel it, mm -hmm. and then do it again. I, that That's was rubbish. really annoying. Yeah. Uh, on the whole, though, very much enjoyed Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I thought the story, as I've mentioned before, uh, really held up when compared to the first game. I found it just as intriguing. Mm -hmm. I d it doesn't so much jump the shark towards the end of the game, uh, but it does sort of go a bit wild. Yeah. And it, it almost in a way made me feel like everything that I was working towards kind of didn't matter anymore. Yeah, it sets up the um, third one and it's kind of it like... It does, but it kind of undoes oh, what you were even right, trying to do in, right. in the yeah. second game. Or at least it doesn't show you the positive outcome of what you achieve in, at the no, end of the story, really. I don't think, which would have been nice to see, to be honest. Um, but I mean, there wasn't really like a negative impact of the the thing that was happening in the, in the game. Like, it's happening, but the only real 
place where it's an issue is this one very specific part of the map. Yes. And you basically are just like stopping them from going any further and doing any more damage. Is this vague conversation nice and helpful? Yeah. Yeah. If you've played the game, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like the the purpose of the the story, until it takes a huge turn, Mm. uh, is to do a certain thing. You accomplish the certain thing, um, regardless of the big twist and turn. Yeah. But you don't really see any of the positive outcome of the thing that you accomplished. And no. I think it would have been nice to see that because it would have made it feel uh, like I like I accomplished something a bit more than I did. Uh, but it doesn't matter. It does set up the third game. Um, yeah. I also and... got one very angry message from Ben about one very specific part of the game that will oh, ruin yeah. it. That they like basically yeah. just don't show the thing that you're like that you're like, oh, I really want to see this. And oh, then right. they just like... They tease a really cool thing. and They then do a cut scene where they're like, you don't get to see it. It all happens off screen. Oh. It's like, oh, sweet. Uh, so, yeah. But again, those were just uh, some things I, I didn't enjoy as much. But uh, I had a great time with Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. And I don't intend to go around and do any of the additional side quests or really live in that world. I just ticked off, did the story, ticked off the boxes I needed to. Had did a great time. Talana? And that was it. Who? Talana from the first game. No, I don't know who that is. Even oh, it, you... I don't know who what who Why? that is. Who's Talana's the one who Talana's... threw the memory in, into the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the one that um was part like head of the hunting lodge in the first game. She um she got her own comic book series. Okay. And she what's I can't remember the name of her character, like what her like title is, but you meet her in the first game and she's your like you're her fledgling in the hunting grounds thing oh i don't remember <sighs> i don't i don't remember <laughs> this was part of my problem when i started forbidden west these characters were showing up I, was like, I don't know who you i've forgotten who yeah you are. <laughs> it's been so long i have no it's been five years i don't yeah. know who you are <laughs> i've forgotten everyone uh but i did end up getting um uh finding her friendship group a little more um appealing as yeah. the game went on like they do they do a pretty good job like of I said, they, yeah out. they give they give uh, you and her like the same kind of arc of being like fine you i guess you're right yeah i suppose i'll have friends then uh but yeah great game really enjoyed it yeah. worth worth playing imo i then got the platinum in little orpheus oh, uh, which was literally just a case of replaying the game and picking up the orbs oh, yeah. that are now in there i was following a Memory guide orbs. turns out yes i was following the guide Turns out uh, the orbs are literally just because it's you go left or right. Yeah, they're literally they're just in your path. They're not hidden at all. Uh, so it was just that and also wearing some of the costumes you unlock as a result of getting a certain amount of these orbs in specific levels. Unfortunately, uh-huh. you unlock the costumes way before you are meant to wear them in later mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, so it's good. literally just a second playthrough. Uh, which Did you have to play the DLC level? I did. And you know what? I did that bit the difficulty spike big first time so i'm wondering <laughs> nice. if it, it's definitely punishing but i'm wondering if maybe because i was playing it at like two, playing it at 2 a.m the first time mm. uh, I and compared to a game that basically has zero difficulty yeah, whatsoever was... other than i dropped off a few ledges but you know it's not a difficult game mm, no it's not yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just timing uh, the last thing that i have started is the last of us part one which I borrowed from a friend. Oh, the remake. The remake. The remake. And it is The Last of Us. It's The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I, 
I don't, I don't know what to say. Like it's, it is the last of Can us. Can you taste the difference, or is it one of no. those where it just feels like this is how I remember it being? This is. I'm. I. I got like two hours in, and then I realized I'm just playing the last of us yeah. again. I'm just playing the last of us again. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. It looks fantastic. Mm. They brought it up to par with the Last of Us Part Two's graphics. You could no longer. There was there was definitely a difference when gameplay would shift to cutscene. You could tell the difference. Now it's on. There's there's parity between yeah. the two. Mm. Uh, there were there's there's lots of attentions to detail as well. Like there was a bit where someone was wearing a backpack. They were leaning against the the bonnet of a car, and their backpack was like depressing in against their back right, rather yeah. than just sort of goat clipping through yeah. mm-hmm. the the car or whatever. That's just like that's silly attention to detail, mm. quite frankly, but impressive. Uh, this is going to be sold in a in a double pack with The Last of Us Part Two by the time the TV sh- show comes out. That's what this is. Uh, I still absolutely cannot justify spending full price on buying this. This That makes no sense to me at all. But it is the best version of a fantastic, of one of the most important games ever mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in that sense, it, it, it sure does exist. But at the moment, it does just feel like now that the, wow, it looks really nice has worn off. Mm. I'm just playing it. I'm just playing it again. Mm. I'm just playing the last. I last played it in 2020 and I remember most of it. So, so yeah, I've not played it since. I think, I don't think I've played it since I first played it. Or maybe I played it twice, but a long time ago. So I'm kind of looking forward to playing actually and just having a little refresher and going yeah. through it again. I think it's, I'll get a bit more out of it. It's great, you know. I can't fault it. The mm. only thing, the only thing I can fault about the, I can't fault how the game plays or looks. All I can fault is its price and its mm-hmm. necessity of yeah. yeah, existing at all. So, there we are. That's what I'm playing. I'm about like four or five hours into that. So I mm. saw a clip of the one. last of the new one, and it was the bit where Henry and Sam, who yes. you might remember, um, there's like that whole situation, and I was like, Sam looks completely different. Like the young boy mm. looks totally different the yeah. the like adult he looks the same as he did in the other one but i was looking and i was like this character is just a completely different guy like this this kid is different kid mm. um but obviously i know that ellie looks different because she looks like the second game ellie not yeah. the first game ellie but i was just looking at him and i was like who's this who's this weirdo who are you <laughs> who are you i'm not mad at anything that they've they've done in the game Again, all of my issues just hello. All of my issues just exist with, uh, with, with, yeah, it's existence. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, mm. yeah, I am literally just playing through The Last of Us again, and it looks nicer. Mm. That's kind of it. I don't even think it plays any differently necessarily. Like uh, the, I don't know, because they changed. Did they can change the controls ever so slightly for The Last of Us Part Two? I can't yeah, remember. They might they have shifted them. I think I saw that on one of the trailers or something. Like They've certainly changed some stuff, but it's. It's honestly not enough of a difference for mm. me to have noticed it. Mm. So there we are. Yeah. That's a game. Let's move on to question two. Yes, comes from Rock Reese. Bappers. Hello. Game Pass has finally had to reveal its profit. I was in the same camp as Ben thinking there's no way they're making a profit from, the, from Game Pass. And if they are, it can't be that big. So imagine my surprise hearing about a single year revenue of 2021 being Dr. Evilfinger. $2.9 billion. Billion dollars. Um, I'd say Game Pass has already left an impression and mark on the industry at this point. But in the light of this news, do you think they go do you think we're definitely going to see everyone else go in hard on this kind of service now? 
Thanks, Rock Reese. Thanks, Rock Reese. Thank ben Rock would Reese. like to pick a bone. We've got some clarification. We do have some important clarification. Uh, we did, they, I'm going to read from a GameSpot article now about mm -hmm. this exact thing, just so we can get a bit more context. Xbox Game Pass revenue has always been a mystery, and Microsoft's been quiet on how its subscription service performs. But in a series of legal documents related to the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger, first uncovered by Tweaktown, we have a number for the first time. Xbox Game Pass for consoles generated $2.9 billion in revenue in 2021. Specifically, this number was revealed in Brazil's Administrative Council for Economic Defense uh, approval of the sorry approval of the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger, one of the first regulatory boards uh, bodies to give its sign off. The document mentions game subscription services, but never mentions Game Pass outright. Xbox Gaming overall earned $16.28 billion in 2021, wow. which means Game Pass generated around 20% of, uh, of total 2021 revenue. This revenue uh, also only counts Xbox Game Pass for consoles and not earnings from PC subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Note that this is revenue only and not profit. So it's not an extremely clear metric of how Xbox Game Pass performed in 2021. There is a lot of confusion and yeah. it's not Rock Reese's fault. No. Rock Reese says... We've had to reveal that it's profits at the start, but with the $2.9 billion, Rockcrease does say revenue. Yes, profit, profit is diff revenue is the amount of money that Game Pass earned. Profit is how much they made based on their I don't personally think they're going to have spent anywhere close to $2.9 billion well, on it. I don't know about that necessarily. I, I think that... Uh, you think they spent we, more than $2.9 billion? Well, if you think about the amount... Right, okay, so here's the thing, right? Okay. I love Game Pass. This is not a critic. Some people, a lot of people think that when I say this, I'm criticizing Game right. Pass. I'm not. I think Game Pass is fantastic. However, no one else has Microsoft money but Microsoft, yeah. Yeah. right? They can afford to do this. But when you take into consideration the amount that games take to produce, uh, and when Microsoft are uh, producing exclusives, for example, and then they're eschewing the traditional model of trying to recoup those uh, those expenditures by selling it, Mm. Uh, and they're just putting it onto Game Pass for not free, but you know what I mean, for a very low month, a very, very low monthly subscription. For money people are already paying in a lot of cases. Exactly, to get access to additional things as well. Yeah. Then they've got to eat all of that cost and hope that they make it back from loads and loads of these Game Pass subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Then they're also paying external publishers and developers money to get their games onto Game Pass. And when you consider that, that is going to add up to an awful lot of money. Mm. So... While we don't, while 2.9 billion is a lot of money, and that's a great sign for Game Pass, we still have no idea how much money they're actually spending on Game Pass. And so there's we, also the infrastructure as well, the, the yeah, servers and the, you know. Yeah. So mm. we 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 simply do not know what the what the profit margins are at the moment, if there are any. If there are, brilliant. I think Game Pass is fantastic, but if there aren't, then. We cannot take two point. We cannot take this number as proof that Game Pass is doing well necessarily. We don't know that yet. These court documents are very interesting, mm. and we may end up learning more, especially as Sony and Microsoft are just slinging mud at each other at the moment <laughs> over the the yeah. UK regulatory board. It's getting real messy. Uh, but it there's a very big difference between revenue and profit. Mm. However. Going on to the second part of the question, what do you think, Peter? Do you think other companies are going to follow? Well, I was just going to say before we move on to that, that I was live on Twitch when uh, this when I first heard this story or this mm. headline. And someone came into, into the chat and said, Xbox Game Pass 
has had to reveal its profit, it has made $2.9 billion of profit. Right. Um, and because I was live on the internet, I didn't necessarily take in the number itself. And my response was, oh, that's good for them that they've made a lot of profit. Mm. Great, brilliant. If I'd stopped for a minute and thought, hang on, they made $3 billion profit, then I might have realized <laughs> Everyone that's should not be doing right. This. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I stand by the answer I gave on uh, in, in chat, uh, on, on Twitch about this, uh, even though it, I wasn't necessarily, I didn't have the right information to say so, which is that if they had made, if they have made a good profit, then good for them, mm. you know? Uh, I do hope it inspires more services elsewhere or or makes the likes of, for example, PlayStation uh, feel that they should up their game in this uh, scene as well. Um, but it is very difficult to say, you know, as that article says, and as, as you've said, Ben, it's not necessarily a useful metric if we don't have any idea how much money they're actually spending on creating and producing Game Pass uh, and all of its associated products. Because if it's costing them $4 billion, then they've lost a billion dollars on Game Pass, which is like a bad thing. And maybe everyone will think, well, yeah, we clearly don't want to go for that model. We want to stick with, you know, whatever we're doing, um, you know, a, a smaller version of it. So all I can say is I hope that they have made uh, a nice tidy profit um, because in that sense, competition is is always good for the consumer or usually good for the consumer. And uh, maybe it will be tempting for uh, other large publishers uh, or console manufacturers to say, hey, yeah, we want to get on in this. We want to we want to up the competition. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's just hard to say with this number. Mm. People have made a, a big deal out of it. And until we know the profit, it's not mm. so useful. I'm in two minds about this question because part of me doesn't want xbox game pass to have a monopoly on this kind of format and have the ability to just keep upping the prices if you know they are losing a billion dollars and they say actually it'll be 20 pounds a month now instead of 10 pounds a month however i also don't want everyone to have their own game pass mm -hmm. like i don't want to have a tv streaming situation with games like i don't want to have to pay for like you know Ubisoft. I mean, they already have their own thing, but I don't want to have to play for Ubisoft, for PlayStation, for Game Pass, for uh, whoever else. I can't think of a single other developer right now. They've gone. Nin Nintendo. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's sort of uh, yeah, I was going to say Activision. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't count anymore. Or will it be? <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to have to pay the same amount of like money for everything. Like, I don't think that PlayStation Plus extra premium whatever is worth paying the money for the mm. only time i play for playstation plus is for bare minimum just so like i can use playstation plus but for the most part like i have no need for every other publisher to just have one because as much as maybe they might look at this and be like yeah nice we can make 2.9 billion dollars unless you're going to be as open as game passes to accepting pretty much any game that they can get their hands on onto the platform then i'm not interested like i don't want just a ubisoft platform because i don't play that enough ubisoft games and i i will not have the time to play enough ubisoft games to make it worthwhile um so yeah as much as i would love more platforms that i can just pay a subscription and get more games for cheaper i don't 
want everyone to do that. So I don't have an answer because I'm like, I don't want this, but also I guess maybe, but also no. Yeah. So, yeah. I think Sony have already said that they're not going to adopt a model like this uh, because they it's incompatible with their style of development or something, which I think essentially boils down to we do not have the money to develop these games mm -hmm. and put them out on a Game Pass model. We, we sort of free. We yeah. can't we can't afford to do that. Microsoft is in a unique position where they want this to happen, and if they were losing a billion dollars on this on Game Pass a year. I wouldn't be surprised because they are the only company that can brute force this to be successful if mm -hmm. they want. They can throw money at it until it is profitable. And if it is profitable already, great. If it isn't, doesn't matter. They can keep doing it until it is uh, because, you know, it just it's such a revolutionary and game changing uh, approach <laughs> to game distribution that it's it was always going to take a while to catch on for bigger publishers to sign up to it, for it to be adopted, you know, across the board by consumers from every background. Uh, but it's a very, very expensive thing to get started at all. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Game Pass business wise had like a 10 year plan or something behind the scenes where they're like, we're going to eat crap for like six years and mm. then it's gonna start making a profit and then we are we can do this forever mm -hmm. and just make money and loads of bloody money uh so i wouldn't be shocked if that's what the situation is there nintendo probably can't afford to do something like this playstation have basically said they can't afford to do something like this and you're right ashton uh premium and extra should probably just be one tier mm. because I'm confused about the differences between them and I have no interest in them yeah. at all. Uh, so that has missed the mark as far as I'm concerned. If you can't sell me on it and I love PlayStation. So, you know, that needs to change. Uh, but I don't think, especially with the ambiguity about the relevance of this figure pertaining to profits, uh, that any company would look at that and go, wow, we should, we should do that. Mm. Because if they've, if it was 2.9 billion in profit, imagine how much, if it was 2.9 billion in profit, just imagine how much money had to be spent to get there in yeah. the first place. And how many companies can afford to do that? Not many. It's pretty much just Microsoft. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of it really, as far as I'm concerned. I do agree with you though, Ashton, about the fact that I don't want there to be a million different subscription services yeah. that I've got to sign up to as well. Yeah, uh, even if it would ultimately work out Cheaper, cheaper based on my spending habits I, I still don't want to be feel like i have to be locked into loads of monthly yeah. things the thought of a load of publishers doing it is not an appealing one i just quite like the idea of playstation maybe nintendo hypothetically if we're just living in a world where they could afford to do this you yeah know, if if they thought oh that that looks like a nice piece of pie uh let's up our game then that would be a, a positive thing but yeah i the mean, thought of all the publishers doing it is not when good. you think about it if say seven publishers all had a game pass that cost £10 a month, mm. it would still cost you the same amount of money as buying The Last of Us Part 1. It would. So, <laughs> And I could borrow it for free. You can't borrow digital games. No. So, uh, you yeah. know, who knows what's better for you? 
one-off purchase for a game for £70 or seven Or start uh, <laughs> so, a sort of a local uh, gaming co-op where you all pitch in £2 a month yeah. and you buy a £69.99 <laughs> copy of The Last of Us Part 1 and then you draw names out of a hat and that's the order with which you get, you to, get play to play it. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you might have to wait six weeks to seven months, but you, your name will come out of a hat eventually yeah. and then you'll get to play it for £2. So... <laughs> Checkmate. Yeah. <laughs> Game pass. Suck it, capitalism. Uh, we figured you out. We got it. Your um, move, Sega. Maybe <laughs> it doesn't cost money at all. Maybe you will contribute berries and nuts I, and things that you've grown in your garden. Cream. Yeah. Berries and cream. It's time to move on to something a little peculiar. Isn't that right, Peter? It's weird news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Uh, Remember, you can submit your weird video game news to us on social media platforms by commenting under the post on Facebook and replying to the post the tweet on Twitter. Uh, If you want to guarantee a shout out at the uh, beginning of weird news, you can go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer. Who we got? We've got Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Walco. Nicole Hansen. Ellie Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody Albonet. Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philippine. Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you, podcast producers. everyone. What you got, Pete? I've got weird news here that was submitted to the Facebook post, I think, by Anthony Economou. Um, Do you want to answer it? No, I don't. Is it your mum? No, it's that gym that I inquired Uh, about. They They rang during Quipscope as well. Stop calling me. They just know you're in here. Uh, this is by this is sent by Ant- Anthony Economou, which is a fitting surname given that this is about Liz Truss. Um, oh, oh. Economous. Econo- the economy. Um, the Eastern Daily Press. In fact, I hope this is a real story and not some sort of 
spoof news site. I also saw this news site and thought, is this real? I didn't check this, whether this is real. Um, oh, this might be fake. Oh, oh, thinking up. about the story, it's very silly, but it could also actually be true. Um, so is it called Eastern Daily Press? Are you going to check, Ashton? I'm going to see if anyone else has reported about this. I didn't, I didn't think to... Let me look at what else. No, the number one story on Eastern Daily Press is Martin Lewis. Should you switch heating on and off? That sounds. It is real because Forbes also. Um, okay, it's have real tweet. story. Okay, yeah. but that sort of gives you an idea ahead of time how weird and fake sounding this is. So Owen Sennett has written this story. Liz Truss becomes star of new video game. For those who don't know, Liz Truss is our prime minister, and there are issues over here with the economy and the value of the pound. Um, partly down to decisions. A prime minister that none of us voted for, by the way. Her and her secretary, uh, her her secretary, um, her chancellor. Um, <laughs> uh, so here we go. Liz Truss has become the focus point of much of the nation's news coverage since becoming the prime minister. And now, along yeah, no, <laughs> she's the she prime minister. The queen. Yeah, she did kill the queen. Uh, and now, That's alongside her turbulent debut as the nation's political leader, the Southwest Norfolk MP has also entered the world of gaming after becoming the star of a new video game. Mm. Was it only last week I did the one about Theresa May? It was, yeah. yeah. Okay. In Liz, that we... Margaret Thatcher. What did I just say? <laughs> Theresa May. May. They're basically <laughs> the same person, aren't they? No. In Liz, we trust a free web-based 8-bit romp was released on Tuesday and allows gamers to control, in quotes, mistrust as she tries to find as many pound coins as she can at the homes of British people <laughs> to give to the city of London. <laughs> okay, that's good. It's funny, it's I like funny. it. I like it. Mistrust, uh, her character was made by drawing from her cabinet wardrobe with clothing included, with, with clothing including a blazer gracing mini Liz. <laughs> It's a bit strangely what? worded. <laughs> what are you Basically, saying? her character's wardrobe yeah. was based on stuff she's worn in the cabinet. Okay. Uh, and a blazer was one of the things that graced Mini Liz. Right, right, Ugh. right, right. right. Uh, as well as the white trainer she wore during an interview with Beth Rigby, which will come in handy as she races through the city to reach her target. <laughs> oh my God. What is this write-up? However, the sprint is not an easy one with a flurry of political and banking figures vying to stop the her. The anti-growth coalition. Yes, including Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer, Tory MP Michael Gove, and Governor of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey. <laughs> Players will also need to be careful, as they only have three lives before it is game over. Tom Gullen, co-founder at Construct, which worked with creative agency Cow at with creative agency Cow and developer Bart Alewin of Lessis Games on the game, said it was conceived and developed in three working days at a cost of just £750, which is even less these days than it was before the mini budget. <laughs> following the, oh, this is still a quote, following the catastrophic fallout from Liz's first weeks in power, we were naturally concerned as a small British business, he added. We thought the best thing we could do was what we do best, with a satirical twist, to put a smile on people's faces in otherwise grim times. Oh my god. We are sure it'll be a big hit with everyone across the nation, from Nicola Sturgeon to Rishi Sunak. The game can be accessed at <laughs> construct.net forward slash in Liz We Trust. Mm. One of my favourite thing about Liz Trust 
and it's probably the only thing I like about her, is the discourse that she has uh, inspired in the kinky community oh, God. that believe that she is in oh, a dom-sub relationship with her husband yeah. because the necklace that she wears all the time with the ring on it is very, very similar to a day collar that can be bought on a kink website, which is like a, a disguised kink collar. Wow, and people, unless like a full, yeah, I think I might like like to retweet it because it made. I was like reading it. I was like, this is amazing. But Mm. I opened TikTok yesterday, and the first thing I came up was, "Is Liz Trust in a dom sub relationship with her husband?" And I was like, "That's enough TikTok for today." Brilliant. That That is information I do not wish to know. But now you know it. Brilliant. Thank you, Ashton. I have some news. You're welcome. I have some news from Johnny Mac 13 mm-hmm. at Johnny Mac 13 on Twitter. Um, comes from Kotaku by CC Yang. VTubers banned from YouTube after streaming Splatoon 3 porn. Oh, no. Nintendo reposted its con- uh, reposted its content policy after VTubers splattered realistic porn all over a stream. It's uh, quite funny actually, and quite clever. But... Okay. Okay. Uh, the first line of this write-up is so uh, awkward. Awkward. <laughs> Apparently, it's possible to display porn within Splatoon 3 matches. This weekend, a group of VTubers broadcasted porn videos in Splatoon 3 by using the ink projectiles as a video screen. The stream caught Splatoon AV, adult video, uh, caused Splatoon AV to trend on Japanese Twitter, and the particular... Uh, and the participating VTubing group Sing- Sinsogumi issued an apology. It's actually kind of fascinating. Uh, I'm oh my god, sorry. I'm actually kind of fascinated by how they went about this. According to Automaton Media, VTuber Sinsogumi made porn appear by setting the ink transparency to zero and then showing a porn video underneath. So in OBS, hmm. they put uh, it underneath. I was going to say, how did they? they I've done that in. Uh... There's a in in WWE 2K20 in the career mode. You have a mocap green screen fight, and yeah. I think I put Peter under underneath <laughs> as a layer, just a big enlarged Peter face, so that there was we were just fighting on Peter's face. Oh wow, amazing! Yeah, yes, yeah, so someone did that in OBS, and they broadcasted porn. Um, Brilliant. Right, so it wasn't an accident. Then they were just no, like, they did I'm it on purpose. See if I can and they didn't like more. get it into the game like no, software. But they broadcasted but... Splatoon three whilst also every time there was a certain color of goop, it <laughs> you would was, be able to see through it. It was porn, yeah, yeah. Good. Good. and it was an actual porn. There is a video included in this, but obviously. Oh. Um, Nintendo didn't like that and responded by copyright striking one of the most popular AV videos. However, some Robin Hoods of the internet... Can you just copyright strike? (laughs) This is our porn. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work, does it? You can't just copyright strike people you don't like. Unless it's because it's their game, I guess, and they were like, this is our... That seems very petty there. Seems very Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. So, however, some Robin Hoods of the internet have preserved clips from the original stream. And then there's a tweet which has it included. Um, as you can see, more parts of the porn video are displayed whenever ink is splattered across the field. An archive tweet from one of the participating VTubers says that it was part of a competition where whichever side got banned from YouTube quicker <laughs> won um, or would lose. Um, Kotaku reached out to Sinsogumi but did not receive a response um, by the time of its publication. There is a one later they've been banned. Um, yeah. Sorry. The leader, the group's leader uploaded a video apology for the from, for the stream on October 8th. Although her tone is repentant, she did give the apology while wearing a green dinosaur outfit. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Nintendo seemed to respond to the incident today um, with the quote, use that 
Users that, huh? Yeah. Was, it says use, use that violates public order. Yeah, yeah. Use that violates public order and morals. Acts and intentionally misled the rules of the game. Acts that can significantly damage the value of the game or characters in the world. And acts that encourage or take advantage of them will be deleted or legally enforced. Tweeted the official Japanese account. Um, Kotaku re- reached out to, if, to ask if the statement was issued specifically in response to this Splatoon stream, but did not receive a response. Mm. No, um, it's the other porn streams. Yeah. So Nintendo were not very happy oh, that people dear. were putting porn on Splatoon 3. Naughty. Kind of funny, though. Thank you, Ashton. That's okay. Thanks, Ashton. My weird news comes from Charlotte Reynolds at Charnfuk <laughs> on uh, Twitter. Thank cool. you, Charlotte. And this is from Game Rant. I reject all of your cookies. Thank you. Doomfan gets the game to run in Notepad. Mm. We're going to see how many places. Well, what do you think the next place Doom is going to end up running? Because we've we've uh, cataloged quite a few now. Has it been on a pregnancy test? Yeah, yet? it has been on a pregnancy so, test. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe on a on like a bus. Like a yeah, on the front of a, bus. Front of a bus. Oh, yeah, yeah the little display screen. That would yeah. be good. A modder has managed to get the original Doom to run in Windows Notepad, showing evidence of it playing in real time and at 60 frames per second. As one of the most iconic... It's going to tell us what Doom is now. Telling that it's primitive, so it can be. It can go to also. Oh, it's been ported to it. That is that it. There we go. God, two paragraphs. YouTube user Samperson is no exception in this. In a recent tweet, they showed that it's possible to get Doom up and running in Notepad with a brief clip showing the game playing in real time. The modder insists this has not been achieved through some form of fakery, adding that they'll release the mod soon. They've also uploaded the clip to YouTube in high definition, inviting naysayers to examine the footage frame by frame to make sure that there have been no tricks in making the mod. Quite how they've managed to achieve this is not known right now, but hopefully Samson will will offer up a how-to at some point. Some people are so clever. Uh, and then there's and two and a half think... more paragraphs about what Doom is, and that, and I'm not going to read any more of it because that is padded. Mm. What's up, Ashton? I was going to say, like, some people are so clever and have like these real weird skills. You just think, hey, why didn't you imagine something using useful it for good? With it? Yeah. yeah, it's like all those hackers who bring down Overwatch, and you're like, can you imagine what you what good you yeah. would do if you deleted everyone's uh, student finance yeah. information. You know? If you're going to commit a crime, commit a big crime. Be Robin least. Hood. Yeah. Be the cool ones. Yeah. Don't be Don't be a villain. No. Rubbish. Well, that's weird news. It's time for question three. Fergus Jeffs got in touch and said, <laughs> Jogus Feffs. Hey, dudes. I spent the past weekend testing out my two old Game Boy Colors mm. uh, as I am looking to sell one of them in the near future. As I picked up my GBCs for the first time in over a decade and playtested my, to be fair, not great library of games, I found particular enjoyment in Toy Story 2 and Monsters, Inc., two licensed side-scrolling platformers based on popular Pixar movies. This leads me to my question. Licensed or movie tie-in games are often looked down upon as cheap cash grabs, but which movie tie-in games have you personally found particular enjoyment in while playing? Hmm. Thank you, Fergus. Thanks, Fergus, Thank you, Jogus. Um, I quite like the PS1 Toy Story 2 game. You've uh, played quite a lot, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, you I had a lot done. of uh, movie tie-in PS1 games. Yeah, so. uh, I, I liked I liked the, the Toy Story game, although I've not actually played that properly in full. I've uh, played a demo of it, and I played a bit of it at a friend's house, but I never owned it. Uh, but I'm aware that that is sort of 
popularly described as a very good movie tie-in game. Mm. But one that I really did enjoy um, on PS2 is Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, and it mm. often comes very close to the top of lists and articles, listicles and things about the best movie tie-in games of all time. Um, it's really nicely presented, quite a good graphical style. Uh, there's like minimal HUD or there's basically no HUD all the way through. You don't have a crosshair. So it's a first person shooter. And then also sometimes you play as Kong, but you're playing as the guy, Jack, um, and it's an FPS. You don't even have a crosshair. Uh, you just use like your iron sights and stuff. And uh, you, you, it doesn't show you how much ammo you've got in the corner. You have to, um, if you want to know how much ammo, you press the check ammo button and he like takes the magazine out of his gun and he like looks and counts and then he puts it back in. Mm. And instead of doing, instead of having to do that all the time, it's a bit more sort of natural and like um, kind of immersive. So you'll be like fighting and he'll just occasionally say to himself, oh, I've got two, I've got two magazines left in my pocket or whatever. So mm. it's just kind of, uh, it's quite it's it's an interesting experience, quite cinematic, I think, which for a movie tie-in game is probably a very good thing to try and aim for. It's also um, got a fantastic name as well. Peter Jackson's King Kong, the, the official, official game of the movie. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, but yeah, really good game, uh, enjoyable. I've thought about streaming it for a long time, and I probably will do eventually. Um, and I want to stream the Toy Story 2 game as well. Hmm. Ashton, you played any good movie tie-in games? I don't know if they count because they're Lego games, but... I really, really enjoyed Lego Indiana Jones. Me and my sister used to play that on the Wii all the time. It was like our favorite game. Mm -hmm. There was this one particular character that would like swan dive every time like you made him jump. He'd like go like head first. And we used to be like shout swan dive at each other every time. And it's like one of my favorite memories as a child. Um, and <laughs> Thank you, Harrison Ford. Thanks, Harrison Ford. Um, and I also really like the Lego Harry Potter games. I also had those on the Wii. And I really enjoyed them. I really like the Lego games. Um, not so much the new Star Wars game. I was a bit naff, mm -hmm. considering how much time and effort they put into it. How much it. crunch went into um, it. Yeah. But I really enjoyed those games. There's not very many like movie tying games that I kind of have played or remember playing. I played The Lion King on Game Boy Advance. What one do I have? Uh, yeah, the Advance SP, yeah. Is that yeah. the one you gave me? Yeah. Yeah, the Advance. Uh, I had the Lion King game on that, and that was hard. But I enjoyed playing that. But also, I kind of enjoyed the Narnia game when I was younger, uh, which you guys have played on Worst Games. Well, you ever. throw your sister around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't think I ever sister. finished that because I think it was too hard. Same with Golden Compass. I really enjoyed the Golden Compass game, apart from when it got too hard. And then Isn't I there a bit in the movie it. of that where the bear's jaw like gets ripped yeah, off? Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, also is holding a child as his like because all the people have like animal pets that mm. are like their familiars yeah, and the bear wants one and he basically has a child in his hand right. that is he basically is just kind of like fluffing around and the, the kid's just like ragdolling nice so yeah it's kind of dark isn't it it's kind of dark yeah. and i never made a second or third golden compass movie mm. they were going to and then they just didn't it's but. interesting that you like the narnia game because that was actually a, a tt games mm. precursor to the the lego a lot of lego style. dna in there yeah. yeah yeah there is yeah so yeah mm. those are the games that i remember playing and you reminded me that the ps1 harry potter games exist i was I gonna really say liked. Yeah. you like those you like bugs life as well right you know, yeah yeah i mean that's I don't think that's like actually a good game necessarily. It's just, it's a game that I had growing mm -hmm. up. I really enjoyed Bugs Life, but that's, it's not that good. My yeah. boyfriend really likes the Bugs Life games. Yeah. I had Ant Bully as well. 
And bully. And bully. Yeah. We played and bully on worst games. You too. did, and yeah. I also had. That oh, game. we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I really struggled with this because I didn't have, I didn't have. I feel like I didn't have a lot of licensed movie games growing up. Uh, but one that I did, and one that I know Peter is a fan of, is uh, Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh yeah, that's on, another one on, I like. on PS One. Uh, which for the longest time I found really hard mm. and also didn't really understand what I was meant to do because it gives you so much agency yeah. to kind of just go where you want and do what you want. You want to murder some people in the Naboo city? Not Naboo, sorry, the Gungan well, you city. you can do it in Naboo you can, as well. Yeah, you can yeah. just murder people everywhere. It's really bizarre. There's loads of secrets and stuff. Um, I remember I got I did get stuck in Naboo because I it was one of those classic old video game issues where it's just the way it's presented makes it kind of unclear about where you're meant to go. Mm. And I, I just couldn't proceed. And then I realized, oh, there's a button I'm going to press. Uh, and I couldn't see the button. And right. then you got to jump across the waterfall or something. Yeah. There's like things that come out that you jump on. Couldn't work out how to make that happen for the longest time. Um, but I, I have very fond memories of that in all of its blocky glory. Mm. Uh, but I think that's kind of it. I don't think I had any... Like movie tie, like kids movie tie-in games, really like uh, animated ones or anything like that. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here because I you basically gave me like a whole <laughs> yeah. bunch of them. Yeah. oh yeah, all those I, ones. When as I saw well. this, like I thought them. I oh, thought Peter's going to have no problem at all. Well, I think I've sort of purged the idea of the movie tie-in game from my head because that's what I'm writing at the moment for like the some of the weirdest ones on PS One, mm. um, and there's some like just horrendous stuff. And so I'm, I've kind of thought, oh, yeah, movie time games are rubbish, aren't they? And kind of just pushed them all out of my brain. But, yeah, there are some very good ones. I had a high school musical Sing It. That was a movie tie-in game. Nice. We had to sing it of the high school musical songs. They were pretty good. Which is the one we played the Sing Star of? Or oh, not Sing Star, but what was it? Was uh, Disney. Disney Sing It, wasn't oh, it? Yeah, it might yeah. have just been Disney Sing mm. It. There might have been a high school musical on there. There probably was, mm. yeah. Yeah, there was certainly a Billy on there. Yeah. Scandal That's where he came from. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, it's time to move on to something rather large. Mm. Get ready to stack. It's called noisily. Big News. The Big Discussion. Big Discussion. It's Big Discussion time. Time for the Big Discussion. Thank you to Jack Bradshaw for submitting this question. Howdy, Bap. Hope you're all well. What are your thoughts on the trailer that dropped for the Super Mario movie coming next year? Has it surpassed any expectation you may have had of the film? Or are there any concerns that you have come to mind from watching it? Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. I have written no notes for this one. No, I, I nearly didn't either. It's, uh, it, it looks fine. Right? I think it looks really good. Visually, yeah. like, I think it looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, quite impressed by all the character models and the vibe that it had but i also wasn't expecting it to look bad because illumination are re a really good animated animated movie studio what have they done before uh despicable me oh, okay. and the minion movies and probably some other ones that i can't think of off the top of my head but they have notoriously done quite a lot of really good movies nice. uh, at least ones that have monetarily done mm. very well um, so I thought it was going to look great. So I was impressed by the way that it looked, for sure. I um, It didn't surpass any expectations I had because I expected the bits that were good or fine to be fine. So I was like, okay, I was like, yeah, that's what I thought it would be. So I thought it would probably look quite nice. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was going to be a, a 
Sonic the Hedgehog situation where Mario was going to look absolutely terrible. Where's his ass then? Well, yeah, where is his bunda? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I thought he was going to look okay, and he does look okay. I think maybe he, his textures are a bit strange because you're so used to seeing him so smooth and like, yeah. and now he's got like bits of actual kind of stitching and stuff. It's like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's fine. Um, even like some people were like saying, oh, Jack Black's done a great job, hasn't he? He sounds amazing. I was like, he sounds fine. I wasn't like blown <laughs> away by Jack Black's Bowser. Like he's he's done a, a good job. That's. I it. mean, Jack Black is just a really good character actor. So I was yeah. never expecting his put, like part of the movie to yeah. be bad because he's just a great all rounder, really. Yeah, which brings us on to the one other expectation I had, which was for uh, Chris Pratt's he's so called voice to be <sighs> rubbish, and it was. Um, I mean, it wasn't again. It wasn't dire, but it's just not Mario. Like, why? It's just. Why has he been cast that in that was, role? That was it, really. The I think mm. that's the only conversation that can really come from this yeah. because it looked like the the humor looked good. I yeah. was happy, like the penguins, the penguins great, stuff was really good. enjoyed that. that. Yeah. Bowser was great. All the uh, all the voices we heard were great. The presentation is great. Um, I like the the. I mean, I don't really understand from the trailer, but maybe it's just a case that. Uh, uh, or maybe it is the case that Mario has been plonked in there for the first so time. So yeah. my um, boyfriend, from New York, as soon as we watched it, was like, here's what I think the story is going to be about. He thinks mm. that it's going to start off with Mario in the old like arcade Donkey Kong situation. Right. Like he's there and that's when we'll meet Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen, probably be only in that place. And then he ends up like he falls through a tube mm -hmm. and ends up in the Mushroom Kingdom. Very much a wreck it, and it's Mario, Yeah, and it's Mario's first time in the right. Mushroom Kingdom as Mario because he's been in the Donkey Kong like yeah okay well, that's, that's what he thinks the story that, is that certainly seemed to be the he certainly didn't seem to know where he was no. let's put it that way but uh, yeah my point was going to be that uh, everything seemed to be fine and it I am no huge fan of Mario mm. I'm no huge fan of video game movies I probably won't see this in the cinema lies we're um, all going to go see if it we all go cinema. and see it I'm well up we won't see the Uncharted movie we're all going to go see this movie okay well we didn't go all, all go and see the Sonic movie uh, no, is my that, point no, so true. I don't really I'm, I'm not really fussed the only point of contention for anyone I think coming out of this was what is Chris Pratt going to sound like that's mm. the only reason I would have maybe watched the trailer if Chris Pratt wasn't in it just out of like, oh, okay, yeah, well, I'll, yeah. What's the let's let's see how this looks with no interest in ever going mm. to see it. But the fact that Chris Pratt was in there and all the memes surrounding it, I feel like this is the main reason most people watch this trailer. Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chris Pratt is in it because the film needs a leading man, I suppose. With, and because they his don't name have, is, he's a big name, and people will go and, and because he's so cool, he's, he's so, so cool. cool. They don't have enough star power in it already, apparently. No. With Jack Black, with Jack Black and Keegan Michael Key, and Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen yeah. and Anna Taylor Joy, Anna Taylor Joy, and who else is in it? Uh, what's his else? face from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Mm, yeah. And yeah, I he just kind of speaks which is fine. Now, I only watched it once, but it did sound to me that that he was putting on a bit of a New York twang. Yeah, like a is. Like a tiny He's sort of baboney kind of... Yeah, uh, a little baboney There's a little there. baboney twist in there. Like He's a, walking here. Yeah. Hey, I'm Mario, I'm walking here, but he's not... Over to the Mushroom Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> All toasters, toast, toast. Hey, where am I? 
Is Luigi going to speak in the same accent? No. Are they biological brothers? As he was running, he, he only sort of did a few sort of mouth sounds, didn't he? But yeah. it sounded like he was a bit sort of, he was a bit, oh, oh, falsetto. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Mickey Mouse there. There's but, a bit yeah, Mickey he was Mouse. Going, oh, you, oh, yeah. Which is more what I would Mama expect. Me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm sure we all saw the French dub. Yeah. Um, did you see that? Did you yeah, see I did. That? And it's just yeah. so like good. Mario. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going, oh, Le Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> or whatever. Um, Okie dokie. I don't know if it's the way that they, you know how sometimes in trailers they like cut a voice line that they've recorded that they've like cut a chunk out so mm-hmm. it's like fits so in the trailer. Together. They did a lot with Morbius, the trailer, and that really annoyed me. I don't know if they just cut this line weird because it was for the trailer and they were like, let's just say, have him say off to the Mushroom Kingdom or whatever. But it sounded so weird. Like it sounded so stilted and strange. If and they I did that, they're stupid well, because they, they know what a big fixation yeah, exactly. the internet has with what this voice was. and he said you're going to be blown away yeah this, yeah. this is chris like pratt. nothing you've ever heard before and yeah. i'm like hey chris pratt i've heard you speak before sounds and like chris pratt it sounds, sounds like, like new york hey, like sort of chris pratt but the one thing that i have th- like i do think is good that's come out of this is there's been a lot of discourse about voice actors and established video game voice actors because people are like I don't want Mario to sound like a squeaky high-pitched man the whole time. I don't want to watch that. And they're like, Charles Martinet is a talented man who does lots of voices for lots of different things. He could tone down Mario and make it a, like a palatable for a movie if he needed to, mm. if they wanted to employ him to do that. The reason they didn't employ him is because they wanted the star power of Chris Pratt. Mm, because yeah. if they've got Chris Pratt, people who don't necessarily care for Mario, but for some reason are a Chris Pratt stan, they can go and watch it and enjoy the movie because Chris Pratt's in it. That's the reason that Charles Martinet is not Mario. It's not because he's not talented enough to make Mario tones down. Yeah, he's not cool enough, um, basically. Do you reckon we could get like uh, an Australian English or a British English or a Canadian English dub? Like, you know, we, we've got the French yeah. dub, we've got the US English dub, and we got the Canadian English yeah, where's dub. Our but the Canadian English, English dub is... The is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. We get Greg, Greg Davis. Wait, am I? <laughs> we get Greg Davis as the, as the British... No, I meant oh to God, try and love backdoor Charles Martinet into the movie yeah. by him being the official Canadian English yeah. dub. Uh, because they so. need their own one because it's a complex market two, yeah. two, two languages there I just man I just wish that they'd like given him this like he's been so key in everything they've done like he's such a key part of Mario who he is and it's just so sad that they've just given it to this random guy Charles, who sounds like Chris Pratt I think Charles Martinet will be okay having yeah, he will, voiced but it's, Mario for, yeah, for I however know that, long but and like, going forwards but it's just it's just mad that they've just been like hey it's Chris, he's Chris Pratt now Mario well, is Chris Pratt now there's also mm. been all the uh, discourse about like whether it matters kind of whether whether a voice actor has played the game or not mm-hmm. or cares about the franchise and there's been comparisons between who was it who voiced Sonic I have absolutely no idea oh who. yeah the, I ben can't Schwartz. remember yeah Ben Schwartz that's him uh, at like a red carpet event or something I guess maybe the, the launch of the movie and someone's saying how do you feel about it and he's like really enthusiastically saying oh I'm so it's such an honor I used to play that game all the time and he's like saying specific stuff where you can clearly see he played a lot of Sonic uh, as a child and then there's like Chris a Pratt's clip like, of Chris Pratt 
going, oh, <laughs> I yeah, loved it. Loved, loved Mario. I had a great time, you know. Stomping on all of those Coopers. Coopers. <laughs> like the way he that he hesitates. I like. Oh, I also man. felt the same. Like it, I was like, he's never played a Mario game in his life. The man oh. doesn't know what Mario is. He may well, you know, it might he just might be a, a bad clip and stuff. And you know, you you can't just take one clip of him on a on some kind of Skype <sighs> interview versus you know the guy at the actual potentially at the Sonic premiere yeah. and saying, oh look. But it makes you know. me sad in a way because Chris Pratt, with everything he does, makes himself harder and harder to support or enjoy yeah. and i really rate chris pratt as as a comedic actor and and i'm so i'm consistently so disappointed Let down. by everything that he does both professionally and in his personal mm. life yeah it's just man what a shame yeah. uh but the movie will be great i am sure the movie will be great chris pratt will put in a performance that is at least passable, but maybe not Mario, no. but it will be acted full stop. Yeah. And that will be he fine. He will voice act. He will voice act. Mario will have a voice, yeah. but it won't sound like the Mario we know and love. No. Um, and that's going to be weird. It's going to sell a lot of tickets probably on that fact alone because, hey, how bad can it be? That's the thing. As soon it? as it gets a digital release, the amount of clips that are going to flood the internet yeah. uh, where people are just ragging on it is... I almost feel bad for the other amazing actors in the movie as well because mm. the, the conversation's just been dominated by Chris Pratt's just doing a Chris Pratt voice. I've come up with a uh, a fan... A dream casting... A dream casting? A fan casting of... Um, uh, the British version that you so want to see. Yeah. I want Russell Brand to play Mario. Yeah. He can go falsetto, can't he? Yeah. yeah. He'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I can't even do a Russell Brand impression anymore. He's been that irrelevant in my life yeah. for so long. I, I think Greg Davis would be a good Bowser. Yeah, yeah I just picked Greg Davis out of midair. There's nothing. Maybe we should get, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, oh, what's he called? The Chef. Gordon Ramsay. No, <laughs> no, the one who's often the Italian Gino chef. Gino De Gino De Campo, yeah, <laughs> to do the British dub. Yeah. yeah. If my, ma if my, my grand grandpa had wheels, he would she have, would have been, been a bike. bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would love that. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you got any, literally anything else to say about the Mario movie? Uh, no, I've just put sigh. <laughs> Chris Pratt, Dot, sigh. dot, dot, sigh. And then I didn't finish writing the sentence on good <laughs> dialogue about. I dialogue about. Voice actors. Good dialogue about. I went to put voice actors, but I must have just got distracted. Doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't really matter, does it? No. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Let us know what your thoughts are um, in the comments below. What was the revenue of this podcast? What was the profit? Who knows? <laughs> Two point nine uh, billion. Two point nine billion dollars. dollars. Let us know. Uh, Peter's going to tell you where you can find us on the internet in various places. Hang Do around to the end because we've got some things to talk about. We have two point nine billion. Oh, Billions. yeah, oh, very nice. good one. Yeah. Uh, hello, come to YouTube.com <laughs> and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump to see all of our content. That's uh, just actual, normal, regular, plain videos and live stuff too. Whoa. <laughs> What's that about? Rock out. What are you doing that for? Mm. Um, if I put my other finger up, it would be a swear. I thought there was going to be a third thing, so I was going to do them in a certain order. Oh, right. Otherwise, I'd be flipping off the audience. Well, let me think of a third thing. That's videos, uh, live streams, and then sometimes on the YouTube community tab, we put a thumbnail out saying this oh, video is coming soon. Yeah. So posts as well. There you go. There you go. Three. Um, 
twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump for our for video and live stream announcements uh, legacy video content little bits of polls and things and memes video game news as well now gets posted on there it's all looked after by fraser he does a great job thank you fraser uh tiktok.com forward slash at team triple jump for our tiktok um but we don't tick or talk often at the moment yeah, and ashton, maybe we should ashton will you do, do some, some more t- you're TikToks, on tiktok please? all the time can you do yeah some TikToks i'll do some at tiktoks at work yeah, yeah good You'll literally be getting paid. You let me, you let me scroll that. through TikTok at work. No, I want you to scroll through suppose... TikTok as much as you do outside of work and then bring some ideas to work to make your own TikTok. Cool. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for various amounts of money, you can unlock various rewards. So go and have a look at all of the options available to you. Um, including listening to the extra podcast we're about to record after this one. Yes. We have a website. It's triple J dot triple J U dot MP. It spells jump. It's very clever. If you'd like to join our Discord and chat with our wonderful community, you can go to triple J dot forward slash Discord. On Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And if so to do something, bloody well do it. Um, if you want to, uh, if you want to listen to the podcast in its audio forms, why not go to triplej.map forward slash podcast. If you want to catch up on one of the live stream VODs that you've missed this week, why not go to triplej.map forward slash VODs. And if you want to book a cameo from us, you can go to triplej.map forward slash cameo. It's us three and James Jenkins. Uh, if you'd like to check that out. Also, there is potentially, well, there is, we filmed the merch ad this week. Uh, some new merch coming very soon. Yeah, when's that going out? Do we know? Uh, what the, well, the ad... I'll be able to finish it today, but whether it goes out today or to, it might go out because we, I think normally the our merch man merch man. Uh, likes us to launch during a joint stream, doesn't he? I think historically we've, we've yeah, just so yeah. we can give it some promotion. So maybe if so I get that finished at lunchtime yeah. now, is that it's ready, it's out there it now. You can buy some be. now it or it might be next week. Yeah, uh, but either way, uh, you'll see it on Twitter and also if you're following at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. You'll get, you you'll see it already. Hmm. Um, so why not go to triplejumpshop.com to check out the new merch. Also, you should follow Peter Austin and Ashton Matthews on Twitter and Instagram at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday being solo streams on Twitch. Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. So come check them out. Can I turn the page? Yes, I can. There we are. Uh, why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really, really appreciate it. Lots of stuff out this week. Yeah. Uh, that says weirdest games ever, but it it's does. actually a worst games ever week this week, yeah. isn't it? What did what have you played? Backyard Wrestling 2. Colon, there goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, oh. that's a strange one mm. and kind of bad. Yeah, uh, so you should look forward to watching that. And we found a way to just instantly win all the way through. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's they can't they can't fight back if they're dead. So <laughs> you know, uh, there was a quip scope about uh, Lego Brick Tales. I'm not mm. sure if that went on the audio feed. I might have to sort that out when we get back. Oh yeah, I always uh, forget about that. So we'll sort that. that'll be on the audio feed now mm. if you're yeah. listening to this podcast. And the big one, Tat is now open. Tat is now open. Appeal. Uh, now, um, I want to stress before we talk about the tat appeal yep. in more detail that we are 
acutely aware that there is a cost of living crisis at the moment mm. and that your priority should always be you and yours and we should be a distant, distant, distant last place. Mm. Uh, however, if you do want to send us some tats to be unboxed in the tat appeal, you can now do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Don't feel bad if you can't. No. no. We can really understand. Your you support by listening to this and watching this is is more than enough. Yeah, exactly. The address is not on screen because that's extra effort for our editors and <laughs> you might not even be watching on YouTube, but the address is on screen on YouTube uh, in a video that went out on Friday. Yeah. 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 Uh, we may also pop the address in the description of this uh, podcast yes, if you want to copy that. and paste it from there. And I believe the closing date is the 18th of November. 18th, 18th. of November. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a little while. Make sure you get the right postage. We go through all the details in the video, but we yeah, do. please put enough stamps on there for it to get here because we can't pay any extra, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. No, we cannot. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate all of you. There's just enough time for Peter to talk about the ad read once more. Hey, want to go uh, break your spine and also wear a jumper and get bitten by bugs? Bugs. Itchcon. It's not happening. Itch. Thank what God. is it? What is it? It. I don't know. It's not. It's a lie. (sighs) Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 